Hello everyone, Loremaster Sotek here with, of course, the Great Book of Grudges, or Ryan and Nathan. It's been a while. <laughs> we were sitting here doing the math and it, it's been a hot minute, but we're finally back. Lorebeards is back in action. We're back on schedule. Um, last week was my fault, but that's okay. We're here now and that's all that matters. So we're not going to waste any time. We're just going to just, we're just going to hurl ourselves into it because there's a ton of stuff to get through and we already just frankly are not going to have enough time to do everything we want to do. So... Uh, real quick, uh, we're just going to kind of um, do a brief catch-up on anything kind of big and important that's happened since we've been uh, gone. And uh, I guess uh, uh, I'll kind of break the norm and uh, do myself first here a little bit. But uh, obviously I was uh, gone in uh, Scotland for a hot bit. Uh, I had a wonderful time, for anyone curious. It, it was excellent. It was exhausting, but it was a really good time. Uh, I got to go to the set of the Chaos Rising movie and meet all of those guys, and it was a blast. Uh, I absolutely adore them. Uh, the Clan Reynold Scott of or Trust of Scotland is fantastic, as is the Combat International team. And I'm super excited for when they're uh, ready to show off part one. Um, getting to watch how that's filmed and everything was just a delight. And I got to see a lot of cool things and take some cool pictures that I can't show y'all yet <laughs> because they're NDA'd, but one day soon. Um we'll be good to go. And then, um, I also did an Age of Sigmar tournament, but we might talk about that, uh, at the end of the show. Uh, we might talk about some tabletop stuff, but, uh, Nathan, what have, what have you been up to the last month? Good. Um, not a lot. I've been trying to get some hobby stuff out of the way, but I've been kind of busy because, uh, a, a lot of local musicians are getting together to play a tribute concert to a, uh, former guitarist of all of ours, uh, one of the biggest musical whores uh, locally because he played with practically every single band. Um, he unfortunately passed away. So we're all uh, getting together to just play and so on. So hobby and everything else has taken a bit of a sidestep. Uh, whilst I've been trying to learn a really loud, uh, set, loud set list and someone's telling me that the audio is awful. Uh, one second. What seems to be the issue, guys? I know that's such a <laughs> such an unhelpful note. Yeah, it's awful. It's... Well, how? <laughs> how how is it awful? I might try and lower the settings a little bit. Maybe it's just peaking because okay. I've been having a few issues with uh, Streamlabs. It's loud and distorted, and your face is black and white. Well, uh, everyone else is saying it's fine. My face is black and white because lighting has become a bit of an issue. I'm redoing the room for some certain things for the battle reports. So that's why lighting at the moment is, is not great. Plus the sun's going down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, okay. So it's, it sounds like most people in the chat are saying it's fine. So good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we might, we might have various technical difficulties because obviously we haven't done this in a hot minute. So um, everything's like dusted, like covered in dust and everything but uh mm. well that's good i'm 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 glad y'all are doing that to um commemorate that individual sorry he passed away but i'm sure he would be pleased to know that everyone's uh inspired to get together and do the thing he loved doing so much in his honor so that's oh, awesome, definitely dude. laughing at me i'm i'm being forced to play you two songs i hate you two <laughs> <laughs> the things the things that we do for the people we care about um all right so uh we'll we'll kind of focus more on uh, hobby related stuff probably in next week's episode but like i said there's a lot to go through so we're gonna go ahead and skip to uh going over tales of two gamer stuff 
uh, for today, which um, also today we're going to kind of be cutting that a little shorter than normal because we had a lot of people posting on our discords um, in the various discord communities um, with pictures for that. But getting all those, we have to like extract them and then post them in a different chat so we can uh, look at them on stream, which is just kind of a bit time consuming and time is the one thing we're both rather short on today. So we're going to go ahead and postpone those to next week, but we are going to go ahead and look at everyone that's been posting on Twitter. So we're going to switch over to Twitter now um, and go ahead and take a look at anyone who's used the Lorebeards hashtag uh, on Twitter since the last time uh, we had an episode, which was a while ago. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into it. And uh, I'm going to make sure I refresh my page just in case there's any last second people getting in. But the first one we've got up is Baron Lord's Great Unclean One. Oh, he's got two different Great Unclean Ones. He's got Rodigus the Rainfather, and then he's got a classic variant. And yeah, those he's... are some shiny, slimy Great Unclean Ones. <laughs> he's a regular on uh, my Discord, and I think he only recently started his Nurgle army, because I know he posted some uh, Nurglings yesterday, too. Uh, well, it sounds like he's making excellent speed and getting big models like these done. If, if he's only recently started, especially he is doing fantastic. Mm. Um, like, uh, the thing that I like immediately notice is how clean, like <laughs> this weird sentence, but how clean all the boils are and that like none of the paint is wandered onto the skin. Like, it's just a really nice job of like the bruising on the flesh and everything is so wet looking. <laughs> like, ugh, it's so it nasty. It's very good. Um, I think I know the brand because he's got a. Uh, he's. I think that's the mud texture he's got on the side where Rodigus is because I've got the same type of pots. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I, it looks good. It it looks slimy and disgusting and unappetizing, which is everything Nurgle should be. So uh, to Baron, I say. Excellent job. <laughs> uh, oh, yes, it should be by latest. Thank you. Yeah. Um, then, uh, for our next post, we've got my most recently painted bottle, which I actually finished this in a single setting. <laughs> a single sitting. There we go. So, uh, because I got home from Scotland and I had three days to get ready for an Age of Sigmar tournament where I had to have a fully painted army. So uh, I had to, and I had about 39 models I needed to paint, one of which was Lady Ollander. So I literally sat down, and in a single day, I finished her, uh, and I'm pretty happy with how she turned out. Um, I think the only thing that bothers me about this model, and it doesn't bother me enough to really do anything about it, it's, I just like pointing it out for uh, learning purposes, is that I don't know what I did when I primed her model, but the the primer, you can see how she's a little fuzzy looking. Um, and Are you using GW primer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which maybe that's the issue is I need to switch to a better quality primer because um, most of my models look fine, like they're they're totally sleek um, with how they were primed. But for some reason, she came out um, like there's like little extra particles, um, and they're. It, to be fair, they're only noticeable if you're, like, really, really close to the model. Like, I, I live by the six-foot rule, so um, I honestly don't care. Um, 
I only noticed because it's noticeable in these pictures. But uh, I'm, I'm pleased with how she turned out. Um, uh, the nice thing about Night Haunt, I will say, is that if you want to paint Night Haunts fast, just use copious amounts of Lamian Medium. <laughs> Lamian Medium is your best friend. Just take just take Nyclic Oxide and Night Haunt Gloom and just water it down insanely much. Like, I would literally do, like, one part uh nitric oxide and i think like three parts lamian medium uh or one part nighton gloom and four parts lamian medium and that made painting all the ghostly bits way easier <laughs> and then you just dry brush with ultimate gray and it looks great <laughs> as far as i'm she concerned she looks great honestly i love the uh because you did two different hair colors for the uh for the ghost in the back that looks nice too yeah, they 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 uh they turned out a tiny bit different. Um, I I uh I I wanted them to be distinguishable. Her handmaidens, but uh, yeah, and they uh Allender performed exceptionally well for me, um, at the tournament. So that was that was lovely. Um, oh, okay. So chat saying there was too much moisture in the air when I primed. Well, that would make sense. It it gets humid here a lot. Um, but uh, all right. Next up, uh, Florian Naradio has sent us his sloppity bile piper which is an absolutely delightful model uh unfortunately yeah. we probably won't see it in total war because it's considered an a aos demon but maybe in the future but uh it, it really is just a delightful model like it's it's a great uh example of like nurgle's more festive side while still being like horribly disgusting where you just have this guy playing on a bagpipes that are made out of human bits <laughs> which after being in scotland is like twice as horrifying <laughs> than it normally would be but um it looks great like uh interesting uh it's interesting that he goes with a yellow rimmed base like it almost kind of makes the whole thing look sicklier than it normally would um, yeah it's very out there yeah like it it looks good um, mm. it, and it, it, it brings out the, um, the yellow spots on the model a lot more than they normally would be if it was like black rimmed or, mm. um, or if you wanted to go, if you wanted to be like truly classic, go back to like goblin green rim bases, like we did <laughs> in early fantasy. <laughs> I still do. I still do. Um, I got my hands on, um, uh, oh, a ratio to mix green with another color and it comes out almost close. <laughs> Man, I like I switched fully to Team Chaos Black after I think um I wanna say it was in seventh edition. Like I think after Yeah, I think I think sixth edition I still did green, but I think in seventh I transitioned to black. Um But uh in fairness I start that's when I started doing like lava themed lizardmen. So like the green just looked really bad. <laughs> yeah. Like it looked really weird to have like lava and um, like cracked, you know, dark earth with reds and yellows and oranges. And then you'd like a green edge just would not look good with that. <laughs> like it would look super bad, <laughs> but yeah, the sloppy bile piper looks really good. Um, I think the biggest thing is I would, uh, I would say um, is it, it looks like you're really on the cusp um, uh, Florian of like, uh doing really good uh, i don't know what paint you're using but it looks really really good on the skin and the bones i'm assuming it might be contrast paints to be honest um 
or something similar. It looks like it. Um, but the the thing I would might recommend uh, looking into trying is um, you might, uh, if you're ready for it, pick up a shade to throw on those those brasses um, to dirty them up a little bit. Um, but it's looking really, really good. Um, like maybe like an Agrax Earthshade or a Nuln Oil, um, which are kind of like the two Holy Grails in most metallic scenarios. But it looks all solid. And then we've got uh, Nathan. You want to tell us about your little your little friend here? <laughs> that, that's one of the models I'm showing off. Uh, I've got a tournament in January, and I was thinking of taking an Avaland army, so I was testing out a paint scheme. Uh, it's very basic. It's just kind of like a bit of a test for uh, all contrasts too for a cannoneer. Well, cannon crew because it's like. You know, if you're going to go Empire, you're going to take a, a few bits of artillery. So I was just kind of just mocking around, just wanted to like show off that the yellow contrast is actually really good. Yeah, it looks incredible. Uh, whereas, and like, even the mustache is okay. Uh, I'm not too keen on the black contrast, because it's just, it doesn't feel like a contrast paint. But everything else, I'm, I'm quite happy about it. It's one of these armies where I'm considering for the whole do I take this, do I not, type of thing. So I was like, oh, I'll just put it out there. Yeah, it, it looks fantastic, though. Like, man, th that yellow turned out really good. Like, it's settled beautifully in the recesses. But yeah, yeah, it's it, one of my best. I've actually started painting some Imperial Fists with the same yellow. It's it's just that good. Wow. Damn. Yeah, that, that turned out fantastically. Mm. Um, I can't wait to see... I hope you take pictures of uh, the full armies and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be posting some updates soon. All right, next up, we got Rowan the Accused with his uh, Nipponese soldiers. Uh, so he's running a Nippon-themed army. And here we've got, that has to be a free-handed banner. Um, and it looks absolutely gorgeous. But, like, the models also look, uh, Rowan always puts up really good stuff. Oh, look, he free-handed the, the script on their clothing as well. Yeah. Man, that looks good. <laughs> this was based. Is this based on WAP then? Yeah, because this is Warhammer Army's project, isn't it? Uh, I would have to assume so if he's running like with rules. Well, th there's a lot of different. Uh, there's a lot of different like fan-made editions and so on. Yeah, no, he's just confirmed. Yeah, it's WAP. Yeah, I mean, it's a great uh, like. Warhammer Armies Project is, is yeah. so fun to play. Well, yeah, and the nice thing about the Warhammer Armies Project for anyone that ever looks into that is not only does it vastly expand the amount of playable armies but because he's done like every army including the old playable armies you're you're working on a more consistent base it's not like he just made new armies and then you're just supposed to play with like eighth edition stuff it's kind of like its own separate fan edition so hmm. uh i don't know if i would go so far as to say like it's fully balanced but you're at least like everyone's on the same page uh yeah. which makes for a better play experience hmm. definitely definitely but uh, they look fantastic. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, and then we've got yeah. another post from Nathan. <laughs> we've got some Slash Boys. Yeah, not my best picture, uh, but obviously that's the uh, the striker model, but I've kind of made him fit with the theme of the gold and the pink instead. Mm. Uh, mainly because I own, for some reason, four of him. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Hey, when, when, when you own a piece of perfection, the thing you just want is more, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm using him as a Chaos Lord sword and board because, you know, kind of works well. And um, 
you know, just the basic. He's gone with the same theme, so black leather, uh, pink uh, garbs, and obviously gold on the armor pieces, whereas in the actual miniature, he's supposed to be kind of purple and black. So I've got another one with the helmet, which I'm going to do in the, or in the traditional colors. But he fits well with my current Suneshi, and I was like, I need a basic character to have there as someone, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that definitely helps. Uh, well, like, yeah, you, you want, like, good standout characters, and it's a really striking Slanesh model. Uh, that, that was not a pun, or that was not an intended pun. <laughs> but, um, uh, what, what do you use for your, um, snow? Uh, snow, I've got the, uh, GW Snow. I've got some other stuff arriving soon for the rest of the bases, uh, because what I wanted to do is, uh, use some ice stuff on the side next to the snow but the problem is getting anything delivered at this point was just incredibly difficult so i'm like i'll half-ass the base and then go and finish it up when the stuff actually arrives but it's just uh at the moment it's just the snow uh valhalla and blizzard i think it is hmm. i meant to pick some of that up i didn't realize it like it actually looks pretty guy uh pretty nice yeah it's not bad and then obviously just being very generous with blood for the blood god because i mean if they're not doing damage yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of um, adding some snow onto some of my night haunts to just add a little bit more, because it would be like a really nice contrast. Because I use like really dark Sterling mud um, for the majority of the base, um, so it could be just kind of like a nice contrast on some of the little bits and pieces to have it like, oh, winter's been fading, but you know, night haunts come in, they freeze everything, it's spooky and all that crap. Um, <laughs> but it looks good, man. Uh, next, you. we got two posts from Prince Baron the Super Ego, and the first one we're going to be looking at is his Durthu. Oh, Durthu, you're so pretty. Nice. And I really like how that sword turned out. Um, it, it's an interesting color scheme. Um, I'm not used to seeing Durthu painted with like more... Like, I, I, guess, I guess I am used to seeing him with vibrant neon colors, but it's normally um like orange and red and stuff not pink and purple uh kind of more almost slaneshi colors uh, someone in chat called him malevolent dirthu which is kind of funny <laughs> it does it does almost kind of line up with the the uh, color scheme creative assembly has been using for their malevolent uh forest spirits in total war warhammer 2 but uh it looks it looks fantastic um and the basing turned out super nice that grass looks great um, it gives me uh, like cherry blossom feels with the, just the pink. Yeah, the yeah, it, do, it does feel. Yeah, it's almost kind of. Uh, yeah, you have a good point. It's almost kind of more similar to the colors uh, Alariel has um, for her forest spirits, but the 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 wood parts are darker. Yeah, um, it looks great, man. Um, I think, uh, man, it looks like he literally just freehanded uh, the blending for the like without any like. Um, Lamy and Medium or anything, which is super hard, but he actually did a pretty nice job of it. Um, looks cool. great, man. Looks great. Uh, and then he got another piece from him, which is a Glade Lord on a Forest Dragon. And this looks actually Ooh. looks like he's using a different texture of paint on this model than he was on the Durthu model. Because this one has a more uh, glossy, uh, glossy appearance. Um, but this is a really cool mini. Uh, does he say who it's from? Reaper uh, Bones 5, Elf and Dragon. Oh. It's a nice mini. It's a, it's, um, it's, I always like seeing, like, the different interpretations of dragons, um, on, 
from especially from like other studios because like obviously games workshop they even kind of made a post about it not too long ago on their community discord or their community uh website about how games workshop dragons all kind of were just like serpentine for like the longest time <laughs> they were all those big s dragons um but uh it looks great like it's it's a very fitting model the color scheme looks wonderful i really like the the purples uh that are on like the the wing tips and the spine tips and uh it's kind of cool seeing like uh it's it's always it I, I find it refreshing when you have someone that's not just like a stereotypical dragon and rider, but here is like you almost have like a dragon working with an elf as opposed to just the traditional mounted scenario. It's a very lovely mini, honestly. I really like that. Mm -hmm. I always uh I always crack up when I see this kind of dragon design that's got that underbelly, which you can really see on the first image, because I know it's supposed to be like uh like the 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 almost more fleshy part of the body where there's or where there's like larger scales but i always think that they're like muscles so it's like a 32 pack or something <laughs> it was just, just always cracked me up like just the idea of like a dragon with super abs for some reason <laughs> but uh especially because i think it extends like all the way down the tail and stuff mm. uh next up we've got danavir who made a uh oh god i forget what this exact model is but he's playing it as Balthus Aram. So he's playing this as uh, Balthazar Gelt after he's been reforged in Age of Sigmar. Um, and it it definitely does uh, strike a lot of that similar image. He actually has a very similar pose to the original Gelt model. <laughs> but he looks, he looks fantastic. Um, lots and lots of metallics. Looks super nice. I, I really like the color scheme he went with, with kind of like the ash gray on the, uh, I think the thing's called a Griff Charger, I think. I think so, yeah. Uh, I know I know the Griff Charger is the regular version. I don't remember if the, I don't remember if the character version is a Griff Charger as well. But uh, it turned out very, very nice. Like, I, I love red, black, and gold. I think red, black, and gold are like the ultimate complementing colors. Uh, and gray fits in with them very, very nicely. It's a Lord Arcanum on a Griff Charger. Okay, there we go. Um, but really cool. it works perfect for Balthazar Gelt. Um, I, I'm still salty that when they released second edition, they released a special character, uh, Aventi Firestrike, or Aventus, Aventus Firestrike, which was so dumb. I feel like Aventus should have just been Balthus because they've never used Aventus ever since then. Like, he's never shown up in any stories. He doesn't have any like expanded lore. He doesn't have any black library books. They just released his model and he never appeared ever again. And he's literally a wizard lord character that rides on a flying uh goat monster, which is kind of similar to a Pegasus. And it's like, why didn't they just like if you're gonna make a black library book about Balthus Aram, why would you not just make him playable and like reap in that free that free fandom? from uh, having Gelt return, but I don't know. Whatever, I don't work at GW, so what do I know? <laughs> and then the, the last model we'll be looking at today, because once again, uh, we will be going over all the Discord minis next time, because uh, there's a lot of them, so we will have a much longer Tale of Two Gamers segment uh, next week. But uh, the last the last mini we'll be looking at today before we move on is Jay Phoenix's um, Jor Mormont and Master Amon from... 
Uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, yes, Game of Thrones. And well, they, Song of Fire, nice. <laughs> they look absolutely spectacular. I love these minis so much. I've been seriously considering collecting some of the Song of Fire and Ice ones, man, because they, they are just so cool looking. Like, and, and this makes me want to buy them more, especially now that I'm thinking about New Year, New Army. I'm like, oh, man, these are so tempting because they're such cool minis, man. They are. Also, he did just an immaculate, like, he did a super yeah. clean paint job. Like, looking at all the buttons and the highlights on, like, the robes and the armor and stuff, there is no paint where it's not supposed to be. And, like, the face looks like it's literally ripped out of a comic panel, like the art style. But it's it's super clean. It's even, like, got a shadow on it. And look at the basing, dude. He's got, like, a water feature there. The basing is just gorgeous. The basing it is, is really incredibly cool. gorgeous. But, like, even looking at, uh, I think it's Master Aemon, like, all the little gems hanging from his neck, and, like, the book and everything. Like, dude, this guy really... Uh, Jay Phoenix knows how to edge highlight really, yeah, really well. They are so cool, honestly. They are really, really cool. I, I love these minis, especially, like, because there's so many uh, different factions that you can play with these things, too. And doing anything, like, associated with, like, say, for example, like, Night's Watch is, is kind of hard because it's a lot of black. Yeah, you know? so, um, and and black is not the best behaving of like black and white are both very difficult colors to work with, um, in in large doses, <laughs> like they're fine as like highlights or whatever or like uh, bases, but the second like you start having to add other colors into the mix, uh, man, they they're just very unforgiving of mistakes. But uh, yeah, so that's gonna be uh it for uh the minis. Um, we're not going to, like, set a specific thing for next week because we're just going to be going over Discord models. Uh, so if you have any minis uh, that you want to submit or you finish any minis before then, uh, feel free to just add them onto our Discord channels. We're not we're not even going to go to Twitter next week <laughs> unless, like, there's some random person that just puts one post on there. Um, but uh, so me and Nathan's Discord both have an area where you can submit minis for those. Uh, so uh, be sure to check those out. Um so now let's kind of go ahead and hurl ourselves into kind of the more main parts of the show. Which first thing up is, of course, who would win? Mm -hmm. um, and I actually had a matchup brought up when I was streaming, uh, I believe yesterday morning, that I thought would be kind of a fun one. So today we're going to go over Scarbrand the Exiled One, who, of course, uh is returning in total war warhammer 3 looking spectacular and i believe his legendary lord mechanics blog will be releasing tomorrow according to uh uh the discord uh for total war warhammer and or for creative assembly creative assembly's discord and then uh we are also gonna have him facing off against kolek sun eater uh the mightiest of the dragon ogre shaggots that is awake and still alive so just as a quick refresher for anyone that maybe isn't as familiar with these particular characters is that uh, Kolek Sun Eater, of course, is a colossal titan of a monster. He is huge. Uh, he's specifically noted as during the Siege of Prague, his head was visible above the wall. So it was literally that scene from the first episode of Attack on Titan, though the walls are of Prague are not quite that large, <laughs> but he's... He is a Mammothian, if that's a word. I don't know if that's a word. Uh, individual 
that um is he's he's a big boy um and of course he has a hammer that's nearly as large as he is that's known as um oh god what is that it's star star crusher and star crusher is um a big old giant terrifying hammer that was literally forged uh and i believe the heart of a volcano if memory serves and i believe it's made from meteoric metal as well um, which generally in Warhammer Fantasy, when you're dealing with physical materials, anything that's like meteoric or came from space is going to be like god tier. Because uh, that's what like Gromrel is, for instance. Gromrel is a metal that has come from somewhere else. Um, it's space metal. But uh, so for Kolek, we're dealing with an individual who is absolutely massive and his hammer is noted to hit with just like earth-shaking force and that if he strikes somebody it is it's really brutal like there is no armor in existence that's going to protect you from that um just not <laughs> and uh it, when you get struck by it you're probably just a pancake uh, uh uh rather instantly you have to be a fairly large and like hefty creature in and of yourself to be able to take a hit from that and the thing about kolek is that he's a very very skilled fighter um unlike a lot of large monstrous creatures which a lot of monstrous creatures tend to you know usually not fight with weapons or if they do they're more about just like big broad swings not necessarily about like skill in battle kolek is a skilled fighter um like, not only is he very surprisingly um, able to just unleash a barrage of attacks uh, with his hammer, uh, like, obviously, it takes him a, a little bit to get up and get going. He's not the fastest of fighters, but once he starts swinging, it is it is a avalanche of blows uh, before he needs to start winding up again. And um, he's very tough. He's covered from toe to tip in some surprisingly durable armor um, that I believe is all made from brass because it helps conduct the electricity from the storms that are always gathered around him. And as part of that, <clears throat> he also has the ability to shoot lightning at people um, because literally when the lightning strikes him, not only can it heal him a little bit uh, and empower him, the biggest thing is that it makes him angrier uh, and buffs him up a bit, but um, he can also redirect that lightning to just literally throw it at you. Uh, which is kind of terrifying um, and it can obviously be a very nasty surprise to get struck by a lightning bolt when you think you're already just dealing with a dragon ogre uh, shagath then on the other side of the equation uh, we have scarbrand the exiled who of course is the angriest of angry boys in all of warhammer fantasy uh, he is literally an individual that uh, used to be Korn's second in command. He was his his right hand, but Zinch got into his head and started uh, whispering all sorts of treacherous thoughts, and it finally made Scarbrand lose it. And he tried to backstab Korn, which scratched Korn's armor, um, <laughs> despite the fact it was everything Scarbrand could throw at him. But hey, scratching the armor of a god is like that's kind of terrifying. And uh, Scar uh, Korn got super upsetty spaghetti about it, picked him up, choked all the personality out of him, except for his rage and anger, and then hurled him like a meteor uh, through uh, into, like, space. <laughs> and when he la eventually landed, his wings were completely destroyed, but he was basically the uh, rage incarnate or the avatar of wrath at that point. 
the big thing about Scarbrand um, that's worth noting is uh, he, of course, has his twin axes. Um, I think it's Slaughter and Carnage, um, which yes. are uh, two other very powerful greater demons that Scarbrand defeated and he enslaved to be his axes. So when you're fighting Scarbrand, you're technically fighting three greater demons at the same time. <laughs> Just one's using two of two others as uh, melee weapons. And uh, they are these horrifying flaming weapons that basically chop through um, armor as if it's butter. Uh, they just melt through it. He does not give a crap if you have armor. And the thing about Scarbrand is Scarbrand is incredibly dangerous in a fight. Um, he is the ultimate berserker in Warhammer Fantasy in that he will just come at you. He's very quick. And he could just start unleashing just a, a type, just a hilarious amount of strikes, just rapidly. And um, he hits incredibly hard. And the thing about Scarbrand that makes him particularly dangerous is on his own at absolute base level, he is one of the mightiest greater demons when it comes to just unleashing pure damage in combat. But the more damage Scarbrand takes before he's killed, the stronger he gets. Um, like he is literally just the closer to death he gets before he actually dies, the more powerful he becomes and he hits harder and harder and harder. Um, obviously being a demon, he does have the ability if he's fortunate to kind of like vaguely phase through reality, uh, which can cause blows to sort of miss him or uh, not connect, um, which is worth noting. And, um, he is fairly durable in his own right. You know, he has some armor. It's not going to really matter against Kolek. Both of their armors are not going to play into this fight at all. Because <laughs> they're both their weapons are just going to cut through it. But he does have, you know, he's a big boy himself. Uh, obviously, he's not nearly as large as Kolek. But he is just as, he's easily just as, like, dangerous. But um, in any event... Uh, that is going to, uh, be it for, uh, the intro. So, uh, Nathan, what, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, just a second, I'm getting the poll up because, uh, hmm. I forgot about that. It's, it's sometimes YouTube is really slow for it. And that should be live. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, given the two, it, it's, it's, it's a really... Uh, it's a big matchup. Like, it is a big matchup. Skullbrand is an absolute powerhouse when it comes to doing damage, and so is, um, so is obviously, Kolek. Both of them are... Both of them are well-known for just causing carnage. Obviously, Kolek is known for, like, knocking down the, the wall at Prague. Skullbrand is known for just... Pretty much just showing up and fucking shit up. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough. Maybe, if anything, it'd have to be Scarbrand. Mainly because it's a greater demon fighting with extra power from two extra greater demons. Um, but it's still very difficult to say, considering, because obviously, um, Kolek is ancient. Right, like oh, yeah. he he has been here for a long, long time. A lot of people don't uh, really know, but the uh, the dragon ogres have been around longer than before the great uh, the old ones arrived. So it's 
I don't know, man. It is a toughie. It is a real toughie. I'd say out of pure like anger and just having an extra oomph, I'll go with I'll go with Scarbrand, given the fact it's just, you know, it's a bloodthirster with two extra bloodthirsters essentially. Like it is the power up, isn't it? Yeah, and, and the the other thing we should uh the the one thing I forgot to mention about Scarbrand, which does add a little bit more to him. Um, that I forgot to mention is that Scarbrand is literally so angry that when he he yells at someone, it it kills them. <laughs> like he, he's so mad that when he roars in anger, his bellow of rage can like it, it probably is gonna like be showcased in Total War as him like breathing fire or something. But uh, it's 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 not fire. It's literally just that he's yelling so angrily. It literally is like ripping apart reality a little bit, and uh, <laughs> just just yeah, bad time. Um, I imagine imagine being killed by someone because they're just raging at you that hard from, <laughs> from like a distance. They're just killing you with bad vibes. But um, uh, I'm uh, I of course am gonna pick. Uh, the contrarian perspective. That's what I like doing on this show. Um, I do think Scarbrand, like Nathan said, does stand an excellent chance. And it's also worth noting that, frankly, Scarbrand's, like, a better fighter than Kolek by, like, a good margin. Like, Scarbrand is literally peak. Like, when it comes to landing hits and being extremely fast and deft and skilled with his axes, despite the fact he's a horrifying rage monster, um, he, like, <laughs> he is horrifyingly skilled um he's not a berserker in the sense that he just like flings his axes and doesn't care like isn't paying attention or isn't like um uh aware like he is one of the most skilled fighters in all of warhammer fantasy he just has all of that rage adding to the amount of like just the 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 fury and the momentum that he's putting behind his axes um and it is like it's I think completely feasible that he would be able to uh, chop down uh, Kolek like a big old tree. However, I will say that Scarbrand um, or um, Kolek is enough of an excellent fighter in his own right that he would be able to turn aside a lot of those blows using Star Crusher. And while um, I don't think uh, Scarbrand's bellow of rage would really do anything to Kolek, just like I really don't think Kolek throwing a lightning bolt at Scarbrand is going to do anything to him, um, the big thing for me comes down to Star Crusher, which is that Kolek Sun Eater would have to endure basically Scarbrand throwing everything he has at him for a minute before he'd really have a chance to go all in on him. But once Scarbrand or once Kolek swung, I honestly think Scarbrand is just instantly dead uh, because the Star Crusher hits so hard uh, between just its sheer mass and the amount of strength um, Colette can put behind it, plus the magical properties of the hammer itself, where it's just like bursting with lightning and everything, that if Scarbrand gets hit, there ain't going to be no like, ah, oh, I've taken damage and now I'm going to power up. I think he's just, <laughs> he's, he's just gone. Um, so I think it comes down to that race of can Scarbrand or can Scarbrand chop down Kolek with his like just avalanche of frenzied blows before Kolek has to swing back. Because it is worth noting that kind of a downside to Scarbrand when it comes to a melee battle is that Scarbrand's aura of rage is infectious. So it affects both him and his enemies. 
So like Skarvan actually makes his enemies more dangerous if they are someone that does not rely purely on finesse or like range or magic. Um, so that is worth taking into account. But I think that's a good breakdown of that particular situation. Um, like neither of them could fly. They're not particularly complex fighters. I, I wouldn't call any of them strategic. I wouldn't call either of them strategic genius geniuses. <laughs> they're, oh, they're, they're, yeah, they're just kind of just run in there and smash. So um, I think that's going to be uh, good for that. Um, yeah. What 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 what's your poll come out as? Uh, seventy five percent for Scarbrand. <laughs> People are very into the demon, I must say. Wow, we had a uh, 55% in favor of Kolek over on Twitch. So, a nice a nice split of chats disagreeing, which is perfect. Remember, hate each other. You're you're in tribes. <laughs> um but uh so that's going to be it for this episode of Who Would Win. So, let's go ahead and carry on to all the crazy stuff that's been going on. Um so since we last talked uh, a lot has happened. Um, a lot. <laughs> uh, with Total War Warhammer, which is what we're uh, jumping to next. Um, thankfully, a lot of it surrounds a fairly concentrated point. A uh, point. So, like, we're not going to be as drowned as we could be. But, like, uh, to say that we... I, I think me and Nathan... Or, I don't... I, I assume Nathan would agree with this, but feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it's been a little stressful. <laughs> Just like the sheer amount that Creative Assembly has been throwing at us. Um, this week was like basically a mental vacation <laughs> because we finally didn't have like a billion things to cover. But uh, so since our last episode, we've had Ogre Kingdoms, um, Nurgle fully revealed, mm. and of course Slanesh revealed. So we'll and a kinda... lot of Slanesh revealed. Yeah, so let's let's tackle those kind of <laughs> one at a time in order. Yeah uh and uh get our thoughts out of it so of course the ogre kingdoms um a lot of people were uh very uh i think pleasantly surprised with uh how uh the ogre kingdom reveal came out um they basically took the norska trailer and combined it with the vampire coast trailer and were like boom <laughs> cgi musical there you go um and it's it's an excellent uh, uh kind of trailer and then, of course, thankfully, we didn't have to wait long at all to just get all the ogre information. It was literally, like, I think less than a week, um, which was refreshing. <laughs> Instead of it being, ah, look, we've announced ogres. Now we'll show you ogres very soon. <laughs> but uh, what, what were your thoughts on, on the ogre kingdoms as far as, like, mechanics and roster and stuff like that? So generally with the ogres, I was quite happy. Uh, like we've got two great legendary lords because obviously Greasus is like a really well-known guy. Scrog, I'm a big fan of his lore. So I was like, okay, you know, this could work really, really well. Because it's quite grim for ogre lore. Like most ogre lore is kind of jokey, isn't it? And stuff. And it's got a little bit of a dark side, but never goes Scrog dark, you know? Yeah. So I, I was quite happy. A little disappointed that we don't have the complete roster, but I'm assuming that's DLC for the future. Because Yetis yeah. and all that, you know? Yeah, it's uh, literally the perfect amount for a Lord pack. Like, exactly. <laughs> they, they, there's like a very noticeable gap <laughs> there. Exactly. But other than that, like, um, I must say I'm quite happy because, you know, anything that anyone who played with ogres or played against ogres would have seen, you know, so Iron Guts, they were cool. Mornfang were terrifying on the battlefield, especially mm. if you played hordes. Uh, the, uh, Stonehorn is just really impressive. 
Um, like I, I love that we got Rhinoxes at the very yeah, beginning. Rhinox, that we're Rhinox Riders was a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I, I did not expect DLC. that. I honestly thought we were never going to get it, so I was like, "Oh well, you know, modders can do it." And then, oh yeah, look, we got crushers. It's like, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was a super pleasant surprise. I I agree. I was not expecting Rhinox Riders. Yeah, especially like. I think like the roster is going to be really fun. We've obviously seen gameplay and so on because obviously a Creative Assembly staff member recorded some battles and sent it to us and so on. And Thanks, uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was like it was cool to see that like the uh, Noblar trappers seem fun. I was actually thinking mm. like I was going to ignore Noblars like the moment we get our hands on it, we just ignore Noblars. But now that we've seen them, I'm surprised and i was like oh wow they're they're gonna be useful <laughs> yeah they they did a very good job with the trappers like the because mm. i i figured uh i figured they would be nice with maybe having some kind of like debuff if someone got close but their debuff is so good because like not mm. only is it a speed nuke but it also deals like pretty okay damage yeah. and they are a vanguard stealth unit so like you won't even see them until you're already on top of them and you get triggered and then they have throwing knives um as a shooting unit. So like they just they cover a lot of bases. Like yeah. I honestly think like especially for uh multiplayer they're probably going to be a very popular unit because they're going to be really solid for just like deleting um lightly armored fast moving troops like if someone's got like a unit of pistoliers or like dark riders or something navar trappers feel like they're just like a whole super hard counter to that um and because like anything that stealths and is also a trap like the unit itself is a trap <laughs> which yeah. is just great mm. um and uh, I, I pretty much agree with everything you said um mm. i i would have liked you know to see the full roster um, that being said, I do feel like they got all of the things that you actually saw on tabletop in the base roster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the Thunder Tusk and Yetis are really, really cool, but I feel like the Yetis basically need to be redesigned. Um, like I, I think the the old Yetis will not translate well into a 3D space, so they're going to have to change how they look a bit. Um, and the Thunder Tusk was, it was very gimmicky. Um, mm. It's It's incredible in like, um well even in age of sigmar it's kind of a gimmick uh, it was really good in first edition but in second edition it's kind of a gimmick but um or third edition but uh i i do think we'll see an ogre lord pack it'll probably be led by either Goldfag or um the other guy that rides the metal rhinox um uh, gark. gark yeah gark iron skin but <laughs> uh I I am really impressed. Um, when when I saw that it was two legendary lords, I did kind of have a brief heart attack that it was going to be a Norska size DLC. But when I finally yeah. got to see the actual roster, I was much happier. Um, yeah. Also, their their settlements look incredible. Mm -hmm. um, like I'm I'm glad they don't have walls. I don't think ogres make sense with walls at all. Um, mm -hmm. So, but the new oh god, there's so much we haven't talked about. But like the new city designs. Where like yeah. it's these winding cities with like bridges and second stories and elevation look so fun, <laughs> and the battles we were provided from CA we got of course to see an ogre. Uh, I think it's a major settlement, minor, um, minor, or minor settlement. Yeah, minor settlement of the ogres, but it looks incredible. Yeah, um, and the the ogres just look like a blast. Like the entire army has wall breaker. 
<laughs> so they're just like, oh, you have walls? Nobody cares. <laughs> so probably a good thing that walls are really not like the main focus of sieges because ogres would literally just crap all over that. But mm-hmm. um, uh, I I love the way they look. Um, I, I think Scrag's redesign was brilliant. Where he they, looks they made, scary. They made him so much scarier looking than he because mm-hmm. in in tabletop he was. He he wasn't particularly scary. Like he was kind of gross, but in this they they kind of noted that they kind of took a lot of inspiration from Gollum. Um, to they like the way they redesigned his facial design and his, his just his head because like he's got like this. There's something very bizarre about the way his scalp looks and that like his gums are showing. Um, like his lips have peeled away to show his gums and his teeth, and he looks disgusting. <laughs> like in a really good way. Um, also, I know it's not the most popular opinion, but I'm personally pretty happy with how Greece has turned out visually. Uh, I know a lot of people wanted the Nobler carpet, but that is a like that just seems like a nightmare of uh, design for a singular individual. Um, the thing is, uh, I would have been cool if it wasn't the case, because uh, I am a di- bit disappointed with that. Uh, it's because obviously then we have Korgoff with a palanquin. And it's like, but that can be recycled. Because the palanquin is like a generic mount for Nurgle. Yeah, but I think it's only just for like the the. If I recall, the great unclean ones can't use can't no, use it. No, it's it? so it's resized for the yeah. uh, the heroes. But like the Nurglings holding up the palanquin, which is the most complex part of the model, like that's that's already there. Yeah. Um, uh, the assets, like if mm. you, if you did, and the thing is, I will say that Greasus's cart. Um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, why is it so hideous? But to me, it actually makes sense that it it looks the way it does. Because you have to remember that in Ogre Society, Ogres don't build. The only thing that builds in Ogre Society are the Noblars. So the Noblars had to make the cart. <laughs> it's a Noblar cart for Greases. And when you compare it to like the Scrap Launcher or the Iron Blaster, it's the same design type as um, the other models. So like I some people I think expected like a much more like gregarious or um like like just amazing looking cart but I think the weird thing like it would have been weird if the cart was too nice looking because it would have stood out too much um in the army yeah. like I I honestly think it looks a lot better with um its its current I, I should rephrase it's not that it looks better I think it makes more it's more integral to the ogre kingdoms um one second. i think i can hear my door uh just one sec sure. carry I'll on just, yeah i'll just ramble while you're gone um so and i'm just kind of like throwing that opinion out there because i've heard a lot of people uh being like ah like it's super dumb looking uh why you know why wouldn't greases have like you know like a perfect sled that's made out of glittering gold with diamonds and jewels and all these things but instead you literally it literally looks like a not like noblars were told you need to make a cart that can carry greases and they were like Oh, <laughs> and so they ramshackled something together, and then Greases was like, "You gotta stop! You gotta pimp that up! You gotta pimp that up!" And so they just literally, when you look at the cart, there's all these like random gems and gold plates and all this extra stuff added. And then Greases, of course, has all his riches piled up behind him that he lays on like a like a couch to prop himself up uh, because he can't be bothered to use pillows. No, it can't be soft. Greases has got plenty of padding because he's fat. He needs, it's got to be style. <laughs> it's got, he's got to be propped up on like chests full of gold and, you know, uh, gems and uh, like really uh, expensive pottery and all sorts of weird crap. Um, so I, I think for 
I, I think they did a good job with it. Though, I will say, I am disappointed that we haven't gotten to see his combat animations yet. Like, yeah. they, they have shown Greasis in-game, but it's literally just him doing this weird laugh animation he does. Like, oh. if you go watch the Into the World, the Ogres trailer, it's basically, they show him twice, and he's doing the same animation both times of him <laughs> just laughing, which is like, it's fine, but uh, it's like... Come on, <laughs> show me. I want to see him hit something with the stupid scepter or or the turkey stick. <laughs> what does it do? I hope he better have an animation where he kills someone with a turkey drum. That would be great. <laughs> but um, so yeah, ogres are looking great. I'm honestly mm. having a really hard time not picking them as my first uh, for Greases particularly. Um, mm. I love the idea that he increases the mass of his army, which is hilarious. Um, that's that's a really goofy but powerful ability. Um, yeah. And also, ogre mechanics look great. Um, oh yeah, like uh, the whole thing about building a settlement is insane. Yeah, the uh, so for anyone that's kind of missed out, they're they are they are a horde that also takes settlements, but their horde can like their horde can camp in friendly territory to like buff up their own stuff and like benefit like they can have synergistic uh, synergistic abilities between the camp and the settlement. Or they can camp in enemy areas, and then they're just, like, raiding you constantly and stealing all your shit, while also hitting you with, like, all these nasty abilities, um, while being encamped. So, uh, you know, we are thankfully, truly, in the age of... Uh, also, it's worth noting, with the Ogres and Cathay, we got to see that hordes are officially dead. There are no more true hordes in War Warhammer Fantasy, because Ogre King... Or, uh, Warriors of Chaos can now take settlements in Warhammer 3. Um, obviously, they're not playable yet, and we haven't seen to what it's going to look like, but we know that the Warriors of Chaos can take cities now. Um, so, hordes are dead. Long live the horde. <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> you see, I uh, I hope that we do get like a, a horde mechanic, like a proper horde. They're trying their best to, uh, best to avoid hordes, because obviously... Hordes have issues, uh, and they've always had in Total War. I feel like they kind of fixed a lot of those issues in the past, though, when we look towards the Amazon DLC in Troy. Which could have probably helped the Warhammer series a lot. You know, I, I haven't played that yet, so I don't know. Oh, you should. You should. It's great. It, like, it, it fixes so many issues. It's insane. Hmm. That's interesting. Um... Because, oh, so, someone in chat mentioned Nakai. Nakai's not a true horde, though. Like, he still, like, creates, like, friendly territory that he can hide in and, like, heal and do a bunch of other stuff, which hordes don't have. Though Nakai definitely needs some tweaking. Um, yeah. I, I would not use him in... Uh, he's not good. <laughs> he's just kind of there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Uh, I, yeah, the ogres look great. Um, uh, their, their tech tree looks fun. Their mechanics look fun, especially their whole thing about, like they the way you build up their battle meter uh which it seems like a lot of the races have battle meters um in camp or in warhammer 3 so like a, what i'm saying by that is like a lot of races instead of just army abilities they now have a meter where you have a selection of army abilities that you fill up the meter and it lets you activate them um and it seems that the vast majority of the total war warhammer 3 races will have access to this as a mechanic and uh, for the ogres, theirs is filled by chasing down fleeing enemies. So if you break an enemy in combat, um, you can take captives 
um, by immediately pursuing after them and beating them up and stuff or using saber tusks to run them down or whatever. And uh, the more captives you build up, you unlock uh, abilities you can activate to buff your ogres throughout the game uh, or the battle, which looks great. Like, it's fun. And also for an army that has lots of fear and terror, uh, because literally everything in the army except the Noblars causes fear and terror is all over the place. Uh, it looks really, really good. Um, so ogres look great. Awesome. Uh, so Nurgle. Nurgle is the next one. Uh, we just finished Nurgle week. Uh, not this past week, but the one before that. Um, I am so pleased with Nurgle. I am immensely pleased with Nurgle. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I was really worried we weren't getting Kugoth for a while. Um, I know a lot of people, like, I, I felt in my heart of hearts we were going to get Kugoth, but a lot of people were kind of like, mm, maybe, like, Kugoth isn't in fantasy anymore, though, because of AOS, so, like, maybe they're going to use Rodigus, and I was like, please, God, no Rodigus, but, uh, um, he looks amazing, like, I want yeah. him as a mini so bad, um, because yeah. we don't have anything like that in Tabletop, but That's he looks all. fantastic, also, the Nurgle roster is huge, I was not expecting mm -hmm. the Tarmacon Demons, not even remotely so like nurgle is literally the largest cavalry faction um mm. because he's got plague toad riders and um plague drones uh, or mm. pox flies and then he's also got unmounted pox flies and unmounted plague toads so he's just got like all the creatures um <laughs> the the nurgle roster is like all over the place uh in a good way um, also, like, I really, I think the Exile, or the Exalted Plague Bearers are probably my favorite of the new Exalted Demons, because they're actually distinctly different from the regular Plague Bearers in that they have Death Heads. So they've yeah. got those uh, shooting attacks before they go into combat, um, which looks, uh, which is incredible. Um, I also love the mechanics for Nurgle. The, the new building system for Nurgle is fascinating. Where you, oh, yeah. yeah, you build a building and it cycle it goes through a cycle of just growth and decay, growth and decay. Um, and as you advance up the tech tree or you upgrade your main building, which is the only building that you pay to upgrade, uh, because the rest of your buildings are free, as far as like after you build them, they just go through the cycle eternally. Um, your cycles get longer, bigger and longer. And then you can get upgrades through your tech tree and like characters and stuff to shorten the time uh and like the way you recruit units is not that you buy units from one of your buildings it's that as you cycle through every time you get a new building because your building evolves or decays it adds units to a recruitment pool so nurgle gets instant recruitment uniquely among the demons but all of his units come in wounded and they have to heal up um which is similar to uh, is it is it troy kingdoms. that does that or rome three kingdoms Three Kingdoms. Three Kingdoms did that, which a really clever, really, really clever thing to bring that over. Um, I am I am over the moon with Nurgle. Like, I don't, I literally think it's a 10 out of 10 perfect interpretation of the faction. Um, like, Zinch, Zinch is also amazing. Korn is amazing, though obviously we're still waiting on Scarbrain's mechanics. But like, oh, the ability to create your own diseases. Oh, that, it looks so fun. <laughs> the Plague Cauldron looks so good. Um, it's it, it's always uh, I always tell people like uh, and this was where, when the speculation started I was was telling people expect Nurgle to be the coolest one because for some reason devs always love Nurgle the most like any game that you see based on Warhammer if it's got anything to do with Nurgle 
it's always a little bit more put towards Nogon. <laughs> well, I will say, in defense of the other characters, Zinch is easily the most powerful. <laughs> like, Zinch is so overpowered. As far as, like, what he's able to do compared to the others, it's hilarious. Um, but, uh... I uh I, I think Nurgle looks great. I will say I am fully on petition. Clan Pestilence needs access to their own plague system like that. Mm. Like yeah. especially because Nurgle's able to create one of the Nurgle or one of the um the Clan Pestilence plagues. Because mm -hmm. the red pox was invented by Clan Pestilence, not by Nurgle. Um, mm -hmm. but that he has that as one of his recipes. Um, so I really hope Clan Pestilence gets access to a similar mechanic. I wouldn't say the exact same. It should probably be different. Um, but they really gotta go and tweak up Skrulk at some point. I mean, Queek, Queek could use some tuning as well. Um, yeah. every, we all want a trophy head system. Like, we all want the mm -hmm. ability to hunt down people, chop off their heads, and customize what heads you put on your trophy rack. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there. It's right there. But, mm -hmm. um... Yeah, Culture of a Thousand Poxes. Oh, please. I would kill to have that in game. Uh, but anyway, um, so Nurgle looks great. So now we get to do a little bit of prediction, amazingly. Uh, so Slanesh. Dude, can we now just Now we get to the most important part. Yeah, can please. we just talk about Nakari's design for a second? Like, it what a gorgeous. masterclass in design. He is um, absolutely gorgeous. Like I, I was not at all sure what they were going to do with Nakari because there was there, we had a leaked image from like months ago that showed one of the new Keepers of Secrets, um, and that they were using the AOS designs. Which mm -hmm. I was sitting there for the longest time wondering how the hell are they going to do Nakari because Nakari does have art. Like um, Nakari uh, had his artwork shown in Sixth Edition High Elves, um, mm -hmm. and like kind of the core book because there's that super famous image of him dueling. Uh, Anarian the Defender, and then he was also um, brought into the video game sphere because he's the final raid boss of uh, Warhammer Online Age of Reckoning um, oh. in the Gay and Veil dungeon. Um, he's he's literally the most powerful dungeon boss in the entire game. Um, so like he's existed in in these spaces before, but I was I was I was genuinely kind of worried they were gonna make him just look like the new ones. Like I. I was worried they were going to make him into Salaxi Hellbane or something very similar, yeah. but they didn't. Instead, they literally just <laughs> they just took his old design and were like, "All right, here's some new weapons, and like we're gonna spice you up a little bit." So like now instead of just having naked legs, you have leggings, <laughs> but he's still you just need those as, eyes, yeah yeah he's still just as kind of horrific as he was in the original art where he has mm. a much smoother kind of alien looking face and he's mm. got that terrifying gaping maw and he doesn't have like, he doesn't have like the super pointy chin. He doesn't have the new Ram horns. He has more traditional Slanesh horns. Um, and he looks incredible. Like he looks incredible. And the biggest thing for me is they kept his exposed muscles. Um, that blew my mind where like the, if you go look at the newer keepers of secrets, they just have like, thigh thigh highs and like covered legs but they don't have their flesh splitting open but he did in his original art his his flesh is literally ripping open um and if you go look at his new design they kept it so he's got those leggings on but there are tears where you can see his exposed muscle because his flesh is literally splitting apart because nakari is a freak <laughs> and he's super into that um and he just he looks so good I, uh, I I was shocked because uh, we knew he was coming uh, at the end of the day because since we already had 
such well-known demons it's like well this was the best option obviously but i just uh, visually i i was stunned i remember messaging uh our rep from creative assembly going god damn this is incredible i was just saying like tell whoever designed nikari that like god damn and like that's all i could literally say constantly it was like th- this is an important thing especially since obviously no proper model and so on and you never know how everything was gonna go but this was just this is just yeah, special it, I, I think it was pretty poetic actually having him and kugoth facing off in the vi- the reveal video because neither of them had tabletop models so yeah. everyone was really nervous and excited to see what their designs were going to look like and it was really mm. cool getting to see them both revealed at the same time yeah uh, but um, also, I, Slanesh as a faction is looking very good. Like, we've gotten to see a lot of Slanesh, despite the fact we don't really know what his mechanics and everything are yet. Um, yeah. He, he looks spectacular. Um, the demonettes I mean, look great. The, the the fiends turned out really fiend good. Were, yeah, the fiends were fucking awesome. Like, um, and their, their animations look nuts. Uh, their mm. kill animation, uh, which you could see one of the kill animations in the trailer. Um, mm. The new uh, Keepers of Secrets turned out excellent in a video game mm-hmm. um i much prefer the new design uh and uh they they've got some good variants i think they've got a i think the variant it looks like they've got a spear and shield version and then like a sword and giant claw version or something like that um so yeah but uh we'll, obviously we'll get to see more once we have the exalt the because we're uh, we know the exalted one has the shield because we've seen him in a uh, some battle footage uh, in the uh, Nurgle battle video that they did, uh, they did a they did a Nurgle versus Slanesh battle footage video that's of course on their channel that I believe we both analyzed, and uh, we see the Exalted Keeper of Secrets and it looks really really good. Um, but uh, the the thing that I also found interesting is that uh, it's looking like uh, like it's been all but confirmed I believe that the cultist of Slanesh is actually an elf. It's not a human, yeah, which is uh, really interesting. Um, I, uh, I, I got a little bit like, because obviously that's a massive throwback to Sixth, you know? like Yeah, well, and it, like the thing about it is when I initially noticed it, someone in chat pointed it out yesterday uh, when uh, I went and watched the Nurgling video. Um, initially, I kind of had a knee-jerk like, what? But then when I thought about it, it's like, well, with the Cult of Pleasure being in the game, so Morithy being her end time or her Storm of Chaos version, not her other version, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, honestly, um, like I would love to see a slight variation of that model given to the Cult of Pleasure to be their um, anointed of Slanesh, um, which was the which was the Storm of Chaos unique Lord that was only available to the Cult of Pleasure, which is an elf possessed by a demon of Slanesh. Um, which like Morathy rework, I I'd be fine with it. Um, to like I mean, update Morathy so that she has access to some demons and like maybe some Marauders of Sanesh. Yeah, like the the thing about Morathy is like if she's gonna have chaos corruption, the, a they should change her to Slanesh corruption instead of chaos corruption. Um, yeah, and like go full hog with it. Go yeah, absolutely yeah. full hog with it. The only the only character that I sh- think should be interacting with chaos undivided outside of chaos now is Heinrich Kemmler. Um, but mm. everyone else, like, should just be, like, God-specific. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I I gotta say that uh, Slanesh, I, I like the cultist. 
Like, I, I also like they were careful not to give her mutations. She doesn't have yeah. mutations, which is important. Uh, it may not seem important, but from a lore standpoint, elves don't mutate very easily. Um, yeah. The only mutated elf we know of is Dakala, and Dakala took, like, a really, really long time to get turned into yeah. what she is. And yeah. she's also, like, so deep <laughs> in Slanesh's butt that it's not even funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even consider her an elf anymore. Uh, most people just consider her a demonkin at this point. Yeah, though she's not a demon. Uh, I actually was reading about her lately. She doesn't have the demon rule. And she, yeah. the, her most recent uh, lore bit specifically states that she is she's a heavily mutated champion. She is not <laughs> a demon. But, mm -hmm. uh, but um, so she's kind of like Valkia in that sense. Like, Valkia is also not technically a demon. Though, <laughs> like, the line is so thin. Um, but, uh, what are your, um, so we know already because they revealed it during the diplomacy section when they talked about the demons that Slanesh is going to be the only demons faction that can do diplomacy. Um, mm. he's actually going to have the ability to use sweet nothings and gentle caresses <laughs> to, uh, influence other factions. Whereas Zinch forces people, um, to do what he wants through grimoires, which is an expensive, um, uh, you know, resource that you want to have for, like, your tech and your buildings and a bunch of other shit, Slanesh is just going to have flat-out access to diplomacy. Um, is there anything else you're kind of expecting or hoping for with Slanesh? I mean, everything that I was expecting, I got on the first trailer, because uh, obviously we have Marauders on foot. Slaneshi uh, mm. Marauders with Slaneshi armor and Slaneshi mutations. Marauders which, look spectacular. They do. They look so freaking good. Um, and that that was my biggest hope. Because I was worried, um, I know a lot of people are going to get a bit, like, it's it's a hot topic, but I was worried that we're going to see just Chaos Warriors in pink or purple. No, I absolutely, you know, I absolutely agree. I think, um, I almost kind of feel, um, how do I say this? I, I don't know about you, but I feel very strongly at this point that we can say beyond the, um, like, just beyond um, um, doubt that these are demon factions that have been supplemented with thematic warrior units, and they are not mm. true monogod. Like, I think mm. we're going to see warriors of chaos of Corn, warriors of chaos of Nurgle, etc., who are going to have mm. different rosters, different tech trees, different mechanics. Like, they'll have those overarching mechanics, but, like, they're not going to have access to the great game mechanic. Yeah. They're not going to have yeah. access to the cultist mechanic. Mm. Um, but, uh, the fact that every single god got a different type of mortal focus, I think, was so clever. Like, Corn has got heavily armored, unique Warriors of Chaos on mm -hmm. foot, um, in addition to, like, Skull Crushers. Zinch yeah. got mounted Chaos Warriors, and that's it. Like, Zinch got Chaos Knights and then Doom Knights, so he got the mounted Chaos Warriors. Um, then uh, Nurgle only got... Um, um, what do you call them? Crab boys. Wait. Yeah, wait. Nurgle got nothing unique. Yeah, Nurgle... Well, that's because Nurgle got the most demons, though. Uh, Nurgle got the yeah. Tarmacon expansion. Uh, so yeah. he's he's only got Forsaken. He's got Forsaken and Chaos Bond. That's it. And mm. then Slanesh gets all the Marauders. <laughs> Just so mm. many Marauders. Um, not, like, not only were they like, oh, yeah, you get your, hel your Hellstriders... But you also get 
um, mutated spear infantry that got giant spear mutation arms instead of regular spears, and we got whips, which is just awesome. There's been people, because uh, it's really hard to tell, and obviously, um, like, it's, the roster's not out yet, but it's be, some of the mutations also look like sword, and someone said that they saw uh, uh, I was about to say that. Mutation. I think I saw a sword icon as well. So I think, yeah. I think there's like five or six different Marauder units for Slanesh. I would like that. Like, I, I'm fine with just three. You know, spears, uh, hell scourges, and uh, sword on foot. And then obviously uh, on mounts, you'd get the uh, the spears and the hell scourges. But like, yeah, damn. So I like, mean, yes. so at minimum, we have five. Yeah, um, like that, that's, that's freaking great. Uh, yeah, so, or sorry, at minimum, we have four. But it looks like we have five uh, yeah. with like a basic hand weapon version. But and that's such a good way to supplement um, Slash's roster of like yeah. having the Marauders be more of kind of like your expendable infantry, but also bringing in a lot of the anti-large um, mm -hmm. and allowing a lot of the Slash units to be really heavy AP, really specialized. Mm. Um, but um, like I, I'm really, really happy with what I'm seeing with Slash, especially because the Marauders have unique designs. Um, yeah, like they're they're like the Cornate Warriors. Like the only honestly, the only unit that I've seen that I'm like, I really hope they spice them up a little bit are the doom knights and the zinch chaos knights because i think the only thing they don't have is like like they've got the, they're they're more like the regular chosen that have been painted zinch colors as opposed to truly like they don't have a lot of like zinch iconography and stuff yeah um, which is the only unit i hope they update um uh, it shouldn't yeah. be too difficult and like I, I hope they they will listen to community for that because uh, aesthetic, especially when you're playing a chaos faction, is kind of important, you know. Yeah, and, and someone in chat did point out that like probably what happened was that like they made the skull crushers and then they just took the rider from the skull crushers and put them on foot and gave them different weapons. Yeah, uh, yeah and it's then, the same. And armor. then they made the hell striders and took the hell strider, put them on foot, and gave them different weapons. So that's why they look the way they do. But like with Zinch, like even though they didn't make a new Zinch unit, like the Doom Knights arguably should have had a brand new design, uh, yeah. if that's the argument. Which like that's that's a reasonable argument, but I like the Doom Knights should have been designed to just be a completely new Zinch design since they're only available to Zinch. It's not like yeah. the other factions are going to have Doom Knights. Um, yeah. So the fact that they decided to just put Chaos Knights or Chosen on top of them instead of making a new design that's where they goofed up and they need to fix it yeah. they need to fix it yeah i mean it's uh, and this is uh, this is something i had a, a long conversation with uh, with my subscribers and so on it's like because a lot of people are saying oh yeah they're half assing stuff they're half assing stuff and i was telling them look fair enough you believe that but there's a lot of work getting into this like for example look at the soul grinder of nurgle it's 100% a new model yeah all the soul grinders are totally unique yeah we've seen that, all four they, of them completely unique yeah. designs but the Korn, Zinch, and Sunesh ones are, like, very similar. It's the same frame, right? The, they have similar the, body types. Yeah. Yeah. Different Whereas, weapons, though. Yeah, different weapons. But the, the Nurgle one is, like, he's a big boy, man. Like, this guy ate a lot of kebabs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, like, uh, no, I agree. Like, like the, they easily, the, the Soul Grinders could have easily just been copypasted. But, like, mm. every single one has a completely different weapon output. Like, Zinch literally's got, like, giant crab claw and then a, a glowy hand that summons magical spears with unique animations. Korn's mm -hmm. got a giant fuck you sword and a big crab claw. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and 
also I think he could breathe fire or something. And then the Nurgle one's got the bile spewer, and then some kind of little weapon. Um, and then the Slanesh one, um, I I saw him. I forgot what he has, but he has the last weapon set, um, which I forget what it he's, is. But, I think he's just got claws, doesn't he? Uh, he might just have claws, but he he has something different than the other three. I forget what his weapon is. Mm. Um, but um, uh, they they look great. They, they all look very nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Slash has double claws. Tell. Okay, yeah. Uh, which you know, Slash makes sense. <laughs> Slash likes yeah, his claws. <laughs> it, it will be presumably very, very fast, so it can go in and just do as much damage as possible. As they could just see you doing the Zoidberg yeah. thing. <laughs> like I just, I, I love that Slash is literally just like if you really like doing crab stuff, like Slash is the faction for you. <laughs> like if you're just running yeah. across the field, just like. <laughs> <laughs> but um. <clears throat> Corn's had some shooting. Oh yeah, I think you're right. I think I don't. Ah, uh, maybe he didn't have a crab claw. Maybe he had like the flamethrower instead. Um, but because you're right, he has he has a shooting attack. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, uh, Total War Three is looking really strong, and we we still have a mystery legendary lord who is pretty obviously Bellicor, unless they like pull us, unless they pull a Gorst on us, um, and it turns out to be someone like Hopefully, super crazy. It's a halfling. It's Esme. Yeah, like, I, have you seen, uh, dude, the joke that keeps making me nervous is if you see all the people making a joke that it's like Thankful, <laughs> like it ends up being a Skaven character as the ninth character. Like, oh god, that would be so bad. <laughs> that would be so like I would love that character, but having them in as a base race character would be so obnoxious. It would be. Uh, it, it, I, I honestly want to think that he's going to be like a like a white dwarf lord instead. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it's Joseph Buckman. <laughs> what? Um, uh, or like Harry the Hammer, or some like super weird, like just like hail mary character. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really hoping for Bellicor, and I am super hoping he is undivided demons. Like, there's mm. got to be one. Like, they're like, hey, the game's based on 8th edition. It's like, okay, well, where's my 8th edition demons? <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually been, um, it's actually been um, hinted at, funny enough. Let me just get the video up from Home Total War. Uh, if you look at the gameplay stuff, like, you'll see Exalted Bloodthirster brackets corn. Ooh, that's, that's a good pick. I didn't even, uh, I haven't noticed that. Well, I didn't realize that. It's someone from my Discord community that told me. I was like, shit, he's right, you know. Like, yeah, that's uh, big. Uh, yeah, because my thinking was that, like, oh, maybe Bellicor will, like, have access to the combined demons. No mortals. Like, he doesn't He doesn't get any knights. He doesn't get any skull crushers. He's just demons. Um, but maybe instead of the exalted demons as his lords, he has, like, demon princes as his lord, where he's got, like, the demon prince of Nurgle, Korn, Zinchin, Slanesh as his four lord types. Um, but if they just gave him, like, all the demons, um, I would not be upset. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> um, and maybe just have the demon princes, um, with the mono warriors as, like, their big guys. Um, but... <clears throat> what was it? Ogres versus, uh, Korn, where it's not Scarbrand. I just wanna show that off. I think it's Ogres versus Korn. Let's see. Because I, I, I am so sure it was one of these battles. And it threw me off when they told me. The problem is, obviously, then you have to go through the whole battle. Yeah, you have to, you have to like, find the clip where... 
somebody mouses over it. Okay, there's Scrag. Uh, let's see. Saber Tusk Pack. Anybody have a timestamp? <laughs> Someone must think. Uh, we'll have to check that out afterwards. Yeah, but I'm certainly sure because someone told me, I was like, ooh, that is curious, you know, because obviously you don't really expect that at all, do you? No, um, I mean, I, I would be super happy with it. I mean, because like the big thing with Bellicor would just be that like having no mortals, I guess, I wonder if he would, I guess he would not have cultists either because he would be undivided corruption, not um, God specific. So I wonder how that's going to work, like, or if he would just have an undivided cultist, I guess. But um, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with uh, Bellacor. Because, um, like, the the one thing somebody said that I was like, oh, please, no, is they were like, well, what if he's just, like, undivided warriors and has undivided demons? It's like, you know how many undivided demons there are? There's, like, two. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's, like, Chaos Furies and... Uh, Soul Grinder. No, nah, the Soul Grinder has to have a mark. No, 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 you can get one in the, in the army. I'm pretty sure you can get one without a mark. I don't think so. Hold on, I got my book right here. Uh, you got it there, I have no idea what mine is. Uh, let's see, Soul Grinder. What's your rare unit? Yeah. Uh, Soul Grinder must be upgraded to one of the following. Kornstein, Nurgle, Slanesh. Can't have it undivided. Yeah. Oh, and what's the other undivided demon? Um, let's see, it's Furies... I think that's it. Demon Princes, I guess you can get one undivided. No, Bellacor is the only one. Eh, unless they change the law, because they might, no? Well, if it's eight, back in 6th edition, you could have undivided demons, but in 7th and 8th, they made it where you have to have... They they changed the lore to say Bellacor is the only one, because the Dark Gods were like, let's never do that again, <laughs> because he betrayed all of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm just kind of like looking in here real quick. Demon Prince, yeah, must be one of the following. Must um, be. Uh, I might be thinking of Chaos Spawn because Chaos Spawn can take marks, um, but they don't have to because obviously we've seen them. Um, but <laughs> you know they're not true demons. If he ends up with fucking Chaos Spawn, we would have had seven factions with fucking or more, isn't it? Uh, it's, no, it's see, all four demons, warriors, Password. beastmen. Yeah, and then uh, Bellacor. If that would be really funny, life. to be honest. No, does, does Noska have them too? Uh, does Norka have Chaos Spawn? I, I don't know. I think they do. I think they do. <clears throat> Pretty sure they do. Very, very popular units. Yeah, it would it? <laughs> be really funny, to be honest. Like, literally the most popular unit in the game. Like, I think we would have more Chaos Spawn than Giants at that point. And there are a lot of Giants. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But, um, yeah, like... No, Norska does not have them. Okay, never mind. All right, okay. <laughs> Someone's an exalted chaos spawn. <laughs> oh man, that would be uh, that would be hilarious. Like they're not uh -huh. demons, so that is like heresy of the highest level. But that would be really funny. Oh, just give them wings. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Dude, flying chaos bomb would actually be kind of hype. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like, every, the the reason everybody makes fun of them is because it's like just the same thing. Um, mm. But uh, like, if there was like a dis like a super distinct version, I would not be upset. Um, 
uh, I mean, they could always bring out the giant chaos spawn from the monstrous arcanum or the the storm of magic. Oh, yes. <laughs> There's the 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 giant spine beast or whatever it's called. There were two, weren't there? There was the giant chaos spawn and the spined beast. Yeah, because they had they had like different rule sets. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. Um, <laughs> good times. A lot of things are looking really solid, really good, really happy. Yeah. Um, I think that's um, uh, real briefly because uh, I I think I think we're good on that. Unless there's anything else you want to add, but like, I'm excited for Slash. I hope he has like really hardcore diplomacy manipulation, and uh, we already know that um, Nurgle fills up his battle meter by the amount of damage he takes. I think it is. So I'm curious what Slanesh's meter is going to be. Oh, I have to ask. What do you think? What do you think Slanesh's unique um unique resource is going to be? Um, so, we have, so we have um we have skulls, grimoires and What the hell is Nurgle's thing? Um Poxes, isn't it? Yeah, Poxes, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's poxes. Infections, thank you, chat. Infections. Uh, infections. So, what, what do you think Slanesh is going to be? Oh, I don't know, man. Uh, infections could also work for Slanesh, that's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, kind of like souls, maybe? I'm thinking, I'm thinking um, it's either going to be torments or perversions. I'm good with both. Oh, somebody in chat said secrets. Yeah, I could see that. Secrets could secrets, be good. Yeah. Sins. <laughs> just fire highs. Just collect, go around the map collecting fire After highs. After ZZX, this is not an. This is not that kind of oysters. Show. This is not oysters. That kind of show. <laughs> this is not a Japanese-made game. We don't use that word here. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, sounds cool. Secrets, souls, something like that sounds interesting. Yeah, uh, looks. Um, it looks really. I'm I'm really excited for Slanesh. We should be getting Slanesh. I think hopefully this week, maybe next week at the latest. Oh, but I'm soon. gonna fucking cry. Ooh, if we someone said obsessions. Gonna... That could be good too. Ooh, that um, sounds cool. I like but, that. Uh, but uh, we'll have to see. In any event, um, that's gonna be it for Total War Warhammer stuff. Uh, we're not. We'll talk more about like our theory crafting with like Bellacor and all of his stuff uh, after the Slanesh reveal, because um, Bellacor will be somewhere in that ballpark. But um, real quick, uh, is there anything that's happened in other spheres as far as like tabletop or video, like anything other Warhammer related that has caught your attention since we last talked? It's been a month. So, we keep like, getting little videos dropped for that Grey Knights game. It you know, looks like uh, a good game. It looks really fucking fun. Yeah, man. Demon it, Hunter it, looks really, really, is it Demon Hunter? Uh, it looks, Demon Hunters, yeah, yeah, it looks very, very good. Yeah, I mean, destructible terrain and stuff like that. And it's a good dev. Like, it's a good dev. I've checked out their previous stuff. Like, so I'm like, oh, wow, we're actually going to get a, well, you know, knock on wood, uh, a good 40K game, uh, <laughs> which is just so desperately needed at this point. Like, holy crap, someone, please. Yeah. One good game. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it, it does look like a lot of fun. Uh, I have high mm -hmm. hopes for it um mm. hope and like hopefully it'll do well and um you know obviously we're still waiting for an announce or a release date on um dark tide um but that's mm -hmm. still a little ways off 
And, uh, like, they haven't really even revealed a lot about the game yet. And that's then, all, that's all. Um, after that, uh, I don't really think there's anything else super important on the horizon. But, um, you know, in AOS, we, yes, we do have the Chibi AOS game coming out in the future, which I am absolutely going to try. Because <laughs> it looks, uh, yeah. it, it looks, it looks <laughs> so amazing in just the worst way. I have to that, try that, it. I that was announced during Skulls, wasn't it? Hmm? That was announced during one yes, of the Skulls, wasn't it? which I nearly died during that Yeah. I think everyone that was watching me said that they saw my the like the life die just die out from my eyes as soon as I saw that. It's like, yeah, why? I, was, I I practically <laughs> was like crying. I was laughing so hard. I was I was in trouble, but because uh, it, it it was just so it was so random. Hmm. But um, oh, th- this is some other news. Uh, fucking uh, Mechanicus, uh, no, no, Mechanicus. Uh, uh, God. Wait, let me just remember it because I'm dead today. I'm still dealing with this tooth pain, and I'm just no, you're all good. Uh, nah, the uh, orc game, uh, shooters, uh, shooters, and something looks really good. <clears throat> yeah, it does. It does. Uh, what was that game? Oh god, I'm just having I'm... someone in chat is it... saying maybe you mean martyr. No, 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 no. no. Uh, I've got my Warhammer games. There's a lot of freaking. Warhammer games. Gladius. Gladius just released the Adeptus Mechanicus DLC, and that's actually quite fun. I need to They're play Gladius. Big. It's on my to-do list. They um, brought a lot of life into the game because of it. The devs are really good at what they do, honestly. Yeah, Gladius seems to have a good dev studio. Um, like they're mm. really good about like reaching out and being like very communicative and stuff. Um, mm. but um, other things outside of that uh, and tabletop. Uh, we, I, I, I have to just. I don't know if I've had a chance to talk about it on Lorebeards. I don't think I have. But uh, we finally got the Blood Bowl Croc score model revealed, and it's glorious. <laughs> it is so awesome. And it's it's a very, I honestly considered it a very clever hybridization of the classic Croc score and the, um, or the Blood Bowl 2 Croc score and the Total War Croc score. It's not either of their designs, it's a new design um, that kind of takes um, nods from both of them, and it looks absolutely spectacular. Um, I fully intend to get like at least three of them and have them kit bashed uh, for Age of Sigmar. Um, but um, uh, it's it's a very easy Google for anyone that wants to see it. You can just literally go in and type Blood Bowl Croxagore tabletop, and it's like right there. But um, it's it's a sexy model. Uh, also, it is uh, nearly Christmas, um, so um, for anyone that is maybe new to tabletop or is looking to expand their ranges, uh, Games Workshop has released a bunch of Christmas sets. Um, how good they are kind of depends on the faction and we're not, we're not really not, uh, with the time today to just sit down and break them all down, but kind of the general rule of thumb is that, um, they, um, are good value. They're extremely good value. Uh, I will note if you go to their website, do not waste your time worrying about their so-called limited boxes which they are like combine a couple of little things together because those aren't discounted. They're literally yeah. the exact same price as the broken up models. So don't buy mm-hmm. those. They're a waste of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I don't know why they thought like, I guess they're just trying to like trick people because the idea that it's limited, but it's literally not because you could just buy those models separately. is really weird. Um, uh, the big thing you want though, are the Christmas sets, uh, which I think are called battle boxes. Um, but yes. the, yeah, the Christmas sets, if you're looking to get into any of those armies, they are very, very exceptional boxes that have, they're like, they tend to range from like 
uh they're like 60 to 75 percent um uh instead of 100 percent price or something like that um, yes and some of them are really good like the soul black gravelords box is really good mm-hmm. um i mean it comes with blood knights which are very expensive and also can be very hard to find um and there's some pretty good 40k boxes too for anyone that's into 40k um but uh i think that's pretty much us wrapped for today um i don't think there's anything else super important um we'll have a little bit more leisure time next week uh to talk about some other stuff um but that's pretty much going to be it uh any closing thoughts or uh anything you want to throw down real quick no no i'm just thinking as when i can take my more uh, some more painkillers for my tooth <laughs> yeah man I'm, i hope i hope you're able to get that taken care of since it sucks uh, after next week, unfortunately, because since I'm singing next week, I have to. Oh, I can't yeah. afford to be yeah, cut up. I, I, I remember I was I was fairly young when they like detected my wisdom teeth, and I got a surgery to get all. I had four, and I'd get them all taken out. Uh, I don't I don't remember it that much um, because it was it was when I was in like middle school or something. But hmm. uh, I'm glad they got. I'm glad, I'm glad they're gone. <laughs> but um, but um uh real quick someone asked what are our thoughts on games workshop's statement about 40k being satire uh i think it was a good statement like obviously gw's dealing with some shit in the 40k community and they're trying their heart well they're trying (laughs) which is more than a lot of companies would um yeah and i i wish them the best of luck on it um it's it's a fairly 40k specific issue um so i don't have a lot of opinions on it but um i i do I do like that they flat out told people like if you think the Imperium is something to aspire to, like we literally don't want your money. <laughs> like we don't want Nazis in our stores. Please leave. <laughs> My only thought is, guys, we collect toys. Yeah, like it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a game. You, yeah, you can find a lot of toys. you can find a lot of articles on it and a lot of Twitter yeah. threads on it. Like we're not gonna get super into it because it's been covered to death. But yeah. um. Yeah, plus and, it's literally toys. Yeah, Nathan, anything you've got coming up next week or this week that you want people to know about? Not as far as I'm aware. I've got some uh, videos to uh, to uh, plan out and so on, but like I, I'm literally running. Like as soon as we finish this live stream, I'm going up to rehearsals because, uh, yeah, awesome. <laughs> we we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> well, I, I I hope the concert goes great, dude. Uh, Thank you. Uh, and uh yep um same thing pretty much for me here uh i'm gonna i'm gonna jazz after this to go take care of some stuff um obviously we'll be covering any news that comes out this week uh for total war so stay tuned to our channels for that and uh thank you all for watching once again this has been loremaster sotek and great with grudges also ryan and nathan whatever whatever and uh we will see you guys in the future thanks so much for watching bye yeah everyone